National coverage of America's greatest sport. Join us for bi-weekly episodes throughout the season, and remember to subscribe and rate or review the show wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to contact the show, please email us at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at cfb underscore ultimate. Welcome back to the Ultimate College Football Podcast, and today's episode a little bit different. We're reacting to breaking news as it has been reported that Colorado will be leaving the Pac-12 Conference to rejoin the Big 12, a conference in which they were a founding member. Apparently, this is going to be made official tomorrow at this point in time. It's just been reported. Throughout the offseason, there's been a lot of chatter about conference realignment, and to this point, we haven't addressed it because has just been talk and speculation, and you can talk about hypotheticals uh, surrounding realignment forever, basically. And I don't think all of those discussions uh, are overly productive, but obviously uh, this does merit uh, conversation since it is in the works and it is consistent with a lot of the rumblings you've been hearing all offseason. The Big 12 certainly has been very open about their desire to expand specifically into the Pac-12 and taking uh, the so-called four-corner school schools, those consisting of Colorado, who now is going to be going back to the Big 12, as well as the Arizona schools and Utah. Those four schools, of course, are the closest geographically to the Big 12 overall, uh, would uh, fit uh, the conference pretty well and uh, do, I think, add to the conference since you're poaching from a Power 5 competitor in the Big 12. Uh, that's a pretty big get for the Big 12. They, in their history, have only had uh, teams defect from them, and they haven't been able to poach from a fellow Power 5 conference with the exception of West Virginia and what is now the defunct Big East. So this is a really nice get for the Big 12, even though Colorado football certainly isn't a heavyweight, and they've been down uh, for the past 15 even plus years, uh, you're getting a flagship institution uh, in the state of Colorado, Denver, a significant market, a school that fits very well historically. Uh, there are a lot of ties, of course, being an old Big 12 and a Big 8 member. And if the Big 12 can get some of these other uh, Pac-12 schools, uh, those would all be very good moves for the Big 12 conference. Uh, for Colorado and anyone who might defect to the Big 12, uh, the reason why they would do that, in Colorado's case, there are some different reasons uh, that you could include, but one of the primary reasons is that the Big 12 is a very stable conference at this point in time. In some ways, you could say maybe that's an indictment of the conference because there isn't really anyone in the Big 12 that is attractive to the main two conferences now in college football with the SEC and the Big 10. None of the current Big 12 members uh, appear to be uh, teams that would get an invite in the future. Obviously, things could change, but uh, that would seem pretty far-fetched that anyone currently in the Big 12 uh, would be invited to either of those conferences, certainly uh, in the immediate future, even in the long term. So while that does kind of put a cap as far as how much 
influence the Big 12 has nationally. They are a very stable conference, and they do play very competitive football. You know, TCU is just coming off of a national championship game appearance, and you have a lot of programs that have been able to have success and some pretty high-level success at times. So the Big 12 is a good conference, certainly not the Big 10 or the SEC, and there is uh, no avenue for them to reach that level in today's game, but they are very stable. And so if you're one of these schools who doesn't have an invite to the Big 10 or the SEC, the Big 12, in my personal opinion, makes a lot of sense. Even though it's a lateral move, you are going to a conference that isn't likely to implode. And if you're in one of these other conferences that might implode, in this case, the Pac-12, you're kind of always looking over your back and you have a little bit of an uncertain future, especially if you're a school uh, that doesn't necessarily automatically have an invite to one of these other Power 5 conferences. So I do think that makes the Big 12 very attractive to these four-corner schools, obviously Colorado, thought so for Colorado more specifically uh, they had some interest in the Big 12 beyond just the stability uh, the state of Texas is an important state uh, for Colorado recruiting wise and Deion Sanders especially has had interest in the Big 12 with his personal Texas connections uh, he has reportedly been in favor of this move and he of course has a lot of sway at the institution when you add that to the fact that Colorado has history with some of these programs, you know, Oklahoma State, the Kansas schools, and Iowa State, going all the way back to their Big 8 days, and then also uh, Texas Tech and Baylor from the Big 12. It does fit very well for Colorado. Word has been that uh, Colorado and Arizona have been the most receptive of the Pac-12 schools uh, to the Big 12's calls, and Arizona is probably the team to look at next. They have had some interest in the Big 12. The Big 12, of course, is the best basketball conference, and Arizona is more of a basketball school, certainly a very strong program uh, historically and currently, Uh, so Arizona fits uh, from that regard. Arizona State and Utah have been Uh, apparently less receptive and uh, particularly from Utah's perspective with the expanded playoff and the access you're going to have as a conference champion uh, Utah sees the Pac-12 as a very attractive option considering the fact that you just won uh, the last two conference championships Uh, but we'll see if Colorado uh, moving changes the Uh, perspective of some of these Pac-12 schools. One of the topics of conversation throughout the offseason, and this is kind of connected to conference realignment, but has been the Pac-12 media rights deal, which expires after the 2023 college football season. Uh, Throughout the offseason, they have not been able to get a deal done, and this is despite the fact that there have been several times where people associated with the Pac-12, whether it be the commissioner or presidents of member institutions, have come out and stated that a deal was nearing uh, its conclusion or near being signed and we've been hearing this all throughout the offseason they've kept on pushing back uh, the timeline and while there certainly still is time to get a deal done uh, that has been weighing on these institutions and particularly Colorado uh, reportedly the Big 12 kind of gave Colorado a deadline uh, to make their decisions that's part of reason it seems why this move is happening right now the Big 12 of course Uh, moved pretty quickly after 
OU and Texas defected to get their media rights deal done. And that gives Colorado now stability uh, from a media rights perspective. They're going to go to the Big 12 with a full share uh, in the Big 12's uh, contract as long as they expand with fellow Power 5 institutions. Uh, the paycheck isn't going to be diluted uh, to each member institution. The contract will be raised based on uh, the previous share. So each school's getting around $31 million annually. Uh, that's going to continue and Colorado is going to get that as well uh, immediately as a new conference member. And the Pac-12, it will be interesting to see since they have not been able to get their media rights deal done yet. Uh, is this going to lead to the conference imploding? I don't know if it will or not, but it certainly is going to, I would think, significantly hurt the Pac-12's attempts to secure a new media rights deal when one of their members is just affected. And there's now a lot of uncertainty of what the conference future holds. If you are ESPN or whatever a media entity who has been engaged with the Pac-12, uh, conversations might come to a halt after this news, and that going to cause then other schools to defect with Colorado. If that does indeed happen, then there could be some other Pac-12 schools outside of the four corner schools that could leave to the Big 12. Oregon and Washington uh, would be the ones that come to mind. And it's really unknown if there is a scenario where a Stanford or a Cal or a Washington State or Oregon State potentially uh, get folded into the Big 12. Uh, certainly those schools are hoping that the Pac-12 either survives or that they do uh, get kind of merged into the Big 12. Otherwise, uh, those remaining schools could end up falling to a conference like the Mountain West. Uh, but certainly a huge move. It's still to be determined what will happen with the Pac-12 if the remaining nine schools do decide to stick together. It's hard to say, uh, but if they do decide to stick together and get a media rights deal, uh, then the Pac-12 can continue to exist. Uh, but more than likely, you would certainly think that now down to nine members uh, that they would have to expand. At this point in time, SMU and San Diego State have been the two schools that seem to be the favorites uh, to be invited into the Pac-12. But at this point in time, no invitation has been extended. And word has been that Oregon and Washington have actually been uh, in favor of staying at 10. But obviously, uh, 10 is not uh, an option right now with Colorado being gone. Unless you just want to backfill to replace Colorado, I would think you probably expand and get back to 12. But again, that's just me speculating. It will be certainly interesting to see what happens. I imagine things with Colorado now going public move pretty quickly. Probably the most likely is that schools uh, kind of see the writing on the wall and we see other teams leave with Colorado or uh, schools do uh, stick together and uh, possibly can get a media rights deal and then you see some expansion on the Pac-12's end. Uh, but certainly a pretty big domino here and the Big 12 could position themselves to have a very viable future as maybe kind of that third conference behind the Big Ten and the SEC as long as the playoff still offers access to these other conferences. Uh, the way the 12-team playoff is going to work at least in the next couple of years uh, once it comes into play 
in 2024. It is going to give a seat at the table for uh, the six highest ranked conference champions after the 2025 season. So in 2026, uh, there is some unknowns to what the playoff will look like because that's when the uh, media deal with the 12 team playoff expires. And uh, from there, it could look quite different. And the Big Ten and SEC maybe are going to want to do away with some of the automatic qualifiers to try to get more of their teams in. And there's even some, you know, more radical uh, ideas floating around uh, from some people that maybe the Big Ten and SEC could actually formally break away and kind of do their own playoff, do kind of an AFC-NFC type thing. I personally think uh, that is pretty unlikely, at least in 2026, down the road, uh, maybe not so much, but in the immediate future, I do think even though the playoff could look a little different and maybe auto bids uh, do go away, I do think there is going to still be a seat at the table for other conferences. So the Big 12 uh, does look to be in a pretty secure position and probably the most secure position that they've been in in some time. If the Pac-12 does end up managing to stick together and no one else defects, it'll be interesting to see what the Big 12 does. I imagine they're going to want to get to 14 and not be at an odd number at 13, even though I don't think that actually really does matter. Uh, I do imagine they would try to find uh, someone else to join with Colorado. There has been talk, of course, about Connecticut joining the Big 12. I think a lot of the UConn conversation has been uh, under the assumption that Pac-12 schools would not defect, uh, but if Colorado is the only one to join the Big 12, I think UConn is still definitely in play, and that is more from a basketball uh, perspective because UConn is a heavyweight in basketball, and Big 12 is a major basketball conference. Uh, that's kind of the attraction uh, between uh, UConn and the Big 12 from a football standpoint. Uh, Connecticut doesn't really offer a whole lot, even though Jim Mora did improve the program last season, and they were a member of a BCS conference back in the day uh, in the old Big East. Outside of what happens here with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I don't think there is probably going to be a lot of realignment news unless the Big Ten is able to successfully expand into the ACC. The ACC's highly publicized grant of rights agreement, which goes through 2036, is the main thing that's kind of putting a check on realignment because there are some very valuable properties in the ACC. You know, you've got Clemson, Florida State, Miami, uh, just to name the biggest properties out there. Uh, those schools, of course, be very attractive to the Big Ten and the SEC, but specifically the Big Ten has more of an appetite for further expansion because they are already now a national conference. Uh, they already have that blueprint in place, while the SEC is still somewhat of a regional conference. If you go from Oklahoma and Texas and go east to the Atlantic Ocean, it's all SEC territory. So they still have kind of a cultural, geographic identity, while the Big 10, formerly a Midwest conference, spans from Los Angeles to New Jersey. So they are a uh, national conference. There's no going back from that now. So going into more territory, and particularly the South, where you have uh, some pretty high populations, uh, people relocating more to Sunbelt regions, as well as territory that is 
uh, advantageous from a recruiting perspective, especially as the Big Ten is trying to close the gap with the SEC, who has dominated college football, getting into that fertile southern recruiting ground uh, would be very profitable for the Big Ten. For those reasons, the Big Ten does appear to be very interested in adding some of those ACC schools, and uh, people close to the conference believe that the Big Ten is trying uh, to get some of those schools to join the Big Ten, but the grant of rights is the main hiccup there, and if the Big Ten were to expand the SEC very well, uh, could be in conversation with some of those schools as well, uh, but the grant of rights is the main uh, kind of hiccup, if you will, that's preventing movement. So some people believe there actually could be a domino that falls even before this college football season in regards to ACC's grant of rights. I don't pretend to know enough about uh, those things to really make a wager, uh, but it's very possible that after things settle down here of the Big 12 and the Pac-12 that the conferences kind of stay pat for some time unless some of the people who know enough about the grant of rights uh, can dissolve it, and then you could see uh, a pretty big uh, next step of realignment where some of the final uh, big brands in college football do attach themselves to the Big Ten and or the SEC. Oregon and Washington at this point in time, they don't have a Big Ten invite. I know a lot of people throughout the offseason have been saying that Oregon and Washington are going to go to the Big Ten and maybe one day that does happen. Uh, but at this point in time, they don't have an invitation. If they did, they would have already left. So Oregon and Washington do either appear married to the Pac-12 or maybe if they do uh, see that the conference isn't viable, uh, they could actually potentially make a move to the Big 12. But uh, the Big 10 is not something that's in the cards for either school, despite their desire to uh, join the Big 10 conference. So that's a brief update here on conference realignment. If something happens in the grant of rights uh, with the ACC, that could lead to some big movement and the schools and to keep an eye on of course the heavyweights and Clemson, Miami, and Florida State. Uh, a Virginia school or both could maybe get included just because of uh, the geography and Virginia is one of the highest population states without a Big Ten or SEC uh, institution and North Carolina also uh, could be involved outside of that. I'm not sure anyone necessarily would get poached by uh, the Big Ten or the SEC and the remaining ACC schools, they would either uh, survive by uh, adding from the group of five ranks, or maybe you see some type of a, a you know, merger with the Big 12, or if anything, uh, still exists with the Pac-12. There are some kind of like-minded institutions in the Pac-12 and the ACC, even though geography, of course, uh, is a pretty big inhibiting factor there. If there were some type of a Pac-12 ACC union, it would probably have a Pacific division and an Atlantic division, uh, and the merger would probably be just for football. I know some people have kind of proposed this where uh, you merge them for football to get a better media deal, have two divisions, winners play in the championship game, and then keep the rest of the sport separate. Uh, so those are some things to look for, but at this point in time, it's all uh, speculation. The Colorado move, however, is not, and we'll see what happens here with the Pac-12 and Big 12. We could see some pretty major moves happen, and it could move pretty quickly. So thank you for listening. We'll keep you updated if anything uh, significant happens uh, in conference realignment. 
uh, in the future. Uh, but otherwise, take a look at our previous episodes. Uh, throughout the summer, we've been releasing episodes uh, previewing each of the conferences. So uh, continue to look for those and uh, do look at our previous episodes if you've not heard them already. Thank you for listening. This is the Ultimate College Football Podcast.